0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pastor's Porch. We're excited to bring you part three of our Job series today. Uh, We're going to probably, I say probably because you never know when we start these things, but probably going to wrap up um, Job today. If you're just tuning in uh, for the first time, the last two episodes we've covered the beginning of Job, uh, the middle meat chapters of Job. And so today we're going to kind of ending. So uh, we haven't necessarily read through the book of Job and we urge you to go read through it. There's a lot of good things that can be taken from scripture, a lot of good things that can be applied to life, um, a lot of good things to learn from from the book of Job. But today we're going to kind of uh, summarize, talk about um, whatever you want to call it, these last couple chapters uh, of Job and take a look at um, his life and, and kind of the things, the interaction between him and the Lord, the interaction between him and his friends, the interaction between him and Satan, just all of these interactions that kind of happen and all these conversations that kind of happen. We're going to try to wrap them up in our episode today.
1: We're going to jump in in chapter 40. Um, Yeah, we, we told you, hey, there was a lot of reading last week, and so hopefully you've done some of that. Uh, Hopefully, you've got a chance to read some of that, or you've just familiarized yourself. Um, There's a lot of conversation between where we left off a couple weeks ago, and then where we covered last week, and where we are now. Correct. It's been a lot of, uh, some good, some bad, some they were on target, some they missed the mark. <laughs> Some, That's right. you know, even Job himself, I mean, even I mean, he's kind of up, he's kind of down, he's kind of all around. At that point that he
0: literally say, "Woe is me." Oh yeah, I wish I was never born. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've all laid on the floor yeah. and said things like that. And then to there's God. times where he's been, you know, blessing the Lord yes. for what he's going through.
1: I love Job because Job, like, I, I hesitate to say this because people take it, they'll take it the wrong way. Job is us, though. Like, like, Correct. I don't believe we can read ourselves into every account in the scripture and say just because David killed Goliath means everyone on earth can kill Goliath. I just, I think that's a foolish way to interpret scripture. However,
0: but the, the life. Yeah. Of Job, we can all relate with this. Thoughts, yeah. His his words, yes. his actions yeah. of some of the things yeah. he
1: does. I think we can all relate with this because we all worship in this way, right? There's some days we're on the mountain and some days we're in the valley and some days we're laying on the side of the mountain, wonder which way we're going. Yeah. We feel like we're sliding up or, or going or going down. And uh, so chapter 40 uh, is where you kind of wanted to start. Uh, I love chapter 40 because there's been a pretty, there's been a pretty good, interesting conversation for, oh, probably, you know, since 36, 37, 38, you know, God begins to speak to Job. And I, I encourage you to go read those, but somewhere around chapter 40, things begin to change. And, and in, in chapter 40, uh, I don't want to say God's got Job's attention, but God's got Job's attention. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that's that's how I would say it about my sons is, is I've got, okay, now I got you where you're willing to listen to me. I want you to hear what I have to say. And uh, essentially, chapter 40 is a lot about authority. I mean, it's Correct. a lot about, hey, Hello, look at me. You know, I mean, like you're, you're, you've said all this, done all this, and and really, it started several chapters earlier. But I love how forty kind of wraps it up. What's something you saw in chapter forty that just uh, spoke to you? Uh, well, I mean, you to? know, it,
0: it opens up, and the Lord literally was like, "Shall he contend with the Almighty One that instructs him?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, are you really? Do you really want to tell me what to do? Basically. Yes. And, yes. Um. It, you know, going back to you talking about authority, it it's it. Job's attention has got here mm-hmm. because he responds. I think he kind of does what we do in some of those moments where we try to go against God, and then God's like, "No, you're doing it this way." We're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you." You know, we're supposed you're to. You're the boss. You're the boss, kind of yeah. thing, and we're we're so human mm-hmm. when it comes to that. But his mm. his very response. After that is, Behold, I am vile. Yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah. put my hand over my mouth so yeah. I don't speak yeah. anymore. Yeah, And what I think, you know, the scriptures don't go into detail about this, but I mean, if I just reading between the lines here in context is, I see Job have a realization of who he's speaking to, mm-hmm. right? I, mm-hmm. He has a realization of, of uh, I, I think just for me, just in that moment, he remembers everything Mm -hmm. that he's been through and everything Mm -hmm. that he's been a part of and everything that he's seen and realizes like the Lord allowed him to go through this. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is the human side of Job in the chapters before the, you know, 36, 37, 38, 39 of just um, kind of that pitiful state of not enjoying where he's at and trying to just, you know, contend with the Lord. And man, it's, we do that in the same way as we instruct the yeah. Lord yeah. on what we want, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think the you know God just comes in and is like, listen, enough. Like, yeah. do you really think you should be instructing me? Yeah. And I think it's that realization Job has is, oh snap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and and he just is like, and I just I love I don't know why I love the wording that is used here. Is he realizes. I'm vile. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like what mm-hmm. I have is not going to produce anything. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna cover my mouth. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna speak. Mm-hmm. I'm listening, Lord. Yeah. And I think it's important, man. I think it's really important, um because it just shows it just it f- fully shows the human nature, even though you go back to Job chapter one of how it says there was no one more perfect and upright. Um, that feared and eschewed evil as Job, but it just shows the human nation it just shows the relationship you know go yeah. back we've talked about it for the last two episodes of just the relationship that Job was able to have with the lord and, and the lord in this he he didn't you know chastise Job. Mm-hmm. it was just more of authority of saying hey you've allowed me to be lord of your life let me continue to be that. Well,
1: there's, there's, yeah. And there's another verse, just a couple down from there, from where you're at, where I love it because as a father of some young kids, um, I just see this. And, and God basically says, hey, pull your pants up like a man and get in here. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you um, in my house, I can't relate to everyone's house. Uh, but there's some things I'll say from the other side of the house to my kids, you know, I'll say like, Hey, we," you know, like yesterday I thought, I thought it was supposed to rain last night. So I said to the girls, will you go clean up the backyard? Um, you know, get all your toys up, all that sort of stuff. So they don't get rained on. Well, I can say that from two or three rooms over and my voice is loud enough. My kids can hear me, but a couple days ago, and, and this is where we do our family meetings is around our Island in the kitchen. So, when I call my kids to that island, they just know. It's not always bad. It's not always. Sure. It just is important. And so I've got their attention. And sometimes it is bad. Sometimes. I, sometimes it's it's a disciplined thing. But most often, it's it's not even about discipline. It's about I need your attention. And I see this when God says, "Hey, pull your pants up like a man." He says, "Stand up." And he says, "He." Then he says in a couple of verses, he says. He says, does your arm stretch like mine? He said, is your voice, does your voice thunder like mine when I speak? You know, and I thought about that and I I was thinking about this. I I don't know why I I thought about that when I was thinking this this morning. I thought about how that's how I get my kids' attention is the first thing I'm going to tell them is, hey, stand up, come here, come to me, prepare yourself. And then it could be something as simple as, Get your clothes out and get them ironed and get ready for church. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be this big, grand, you know, life-altering thing. Correct. But it's a very important thing I want them to hear most often. And so, just as the Lord is getting Job's attention, that's how us dads sometimes, uh, at my kitchen island, at least, when we have something good, bad in between, that's where we meet as a family. And and I think it's interesting that we just you said it a minute ago. We see the relationship. We see the relationship um, of the Lord and Job. And to me, all the Book of Job and all the wonder and all the questions and all the great things and all the hard things and all the in-between things. The most beautiful thing to me about the Book of Job is the relationship. Absolutely. It's just priceless. And uh, I I found that interesting when I was reading on this this morning.
0: It uh, just it shows a picture of um, the relationship from heaven to earth, the relationship yeah on earth, you know yeah. um, going back to you know talking about like your book, be there mm-hmm. uh, the relationship mm-hmm. um, with our heavenly father and those around us, but also even you know Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans. Horizontal Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That, That's a good book. I mean, that yeah. makes it, it literally like is a picture of the cross, and people don't realize the in-depth nature of that, what that is, and uh, I think it's important, man. I think it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a place that when when we kind of get what I call in the molly yeah, in our own lives, mm-hmm. we can go read this account and understand, like, okay, this has been going on for centuries, yeah, you know. This, is, this has been going on for a long time of us being upset and us not knowing and us, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to share things with brothers and sisters in Christ and mm-hmm. us questioning some things of the Lord and continuing with Him and but then being reminded of who He is. And so I think that's what is important um, and it just it is made known in the scriptures uh, with the account of Job. And, you know, historians and uh, theologians believe that this is the oldest recorded book in oldest. the Bible. Oldest. I mean, it's not like, it. Eh, maybe. Like, no, like everybody says that they... Pretty well a consensus. Basically, yeah. maybe not 100, maybe a 99.99% belief that Job is the oldest recorded book in the Bible. And so, yeah. man, it brings me... Just joy yeah. and faith, knowing that we can relate to what was happening according to Bible times yeah. as the oldest recorded book that long ago, and we still have those same feelings and conversations and things today.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, I I think some of the ones I've read say you know sometime around the time that Abraham was on the earth was this was going on. You know, so you're in Genesis twelve, and then you think about what was said. In, you know, after the, after the flood, what was told to Noah, how everything would remain the same as long as the earth did exist, you know? Yeah. And so, basically, yes, we are still experiencing the same things that Job did. Well, let's, let's tap the tippy-top, tippy-top of 41. Kind of the end of 40 and kind of all of 41. Because I'll be honest, we're probably going to have to go back and do a whole podcast in the future on 41 itself, Um, because we'll keep it simple for now. I believe chapter 41 is God revealing um, Satan, the devil, that old serpent, whatever you want to call it. He's revealing to Job what has happened, why it happened, uh, the characteristics, if you will, of um Satan, and so in chapter forty, remember we talked about he got Job's attention, mm-hmm. but then in chapter forty-one and even even the end of forty, but toward uh, majority of forty-one here, uh, you see, just some revelations about Satan, and and. I think people are trying so hard to figure out what Leviathan is. They're missing out on what the Bible is saying. They're trying so hard to put this creature in a box, but the context of scripture from start to finish, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. This is, this is talking about a serpent um, talking about uh, the devil and and talking about the temptations and uh, all the different things that he brings and what he does. And so really, man, chapter 41, we could probably spend a few weeks just talking about, we could pull in the book of Isaiah, we could pull in the book Correct. of Revelation, we could pull in, you know, Gen- we could go back to Genesis 6 and the flood, we could go back to Job 1 that we talked about a few weeks ago. And and I, I just think it's interesting that that what, what we do have time to talk about is this. It's interesting to me that everything that Job has went through, I mean, you're talking about, you know, 38 chapters, 37 chapters at least of, Correct. you know, months probably in realistic time, months and months and months of this conversation back and forth. Yeah. God's included in it. The friends Strange. are included in it. The wife's included at one point. Everyone's included at one point. But then when he got, when attention is finally gathered, Correct. what does God do? He reveals. Yeah. Yeah. And God reveals the source of his temptation.
0: Yeah, and he goes, not only that, but he even goes through in details. Yeah. He goes through in details, um, you know, the things that, he puts it into terms where Job can understand. Yes. Put it that way, okay? Yes. And he goes through and um, just kind of talks about him as like, can can you touch him? Yeah. You know, can you draw him out? Yeah. Can, yeah, a fish hook won't even yeah, pull can. him out of the sea. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, then you know he he says, "Can can you put a hook into him? Right? Can, you bore his jaw yeah. with yeah. a thorn. Yeah. Can you make supplication unto him? Yeah. Will he speak soft words unto you? Yeah. And he's basically yeah, you're absolutely right in in a, in terms that Job can understand. He yeah. basically is revealing himself, revealing Satan to him. But I, I love what the Lord goes on to say in verse nine and ten. I'm gonna read it and then I'm gonna kind of just paraphrase it. Okay. It says, behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? None is so fierce that dare stir him him up. Who then is able to stand before me? So, anyways, um, he basically is just saying, um, even his assailants are disappointed. Yeah. And yeah, like look. Like, I'm the one who created it, mm-hmm. basically, is what, in, in the sense of what yeah. the Lord is saying yeah. to Job. Yeah. And so, in, in other words, to put it in just good old Arkansas uh, language, he basically is like, look, everybody that involves themselves with Satan is going to be disappointed in the end. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm the only one that can allow these things to happen to my people. Yeah. Yeah, is essentially what he's saying. It's to more Job. authority. Yeah, yeah, it's more authority. And he's he's get after you know just like you said he gets his attention and he's basically like. Here he is. Yeah. So you can see. Yeah. And understand, but here am I.
1: Yeah. Well, and what does in in what does God's word say? And the Lord knows I'm not trying to be wrong. I may have to look this up in a minute. Um, I think it's Amos three seven, which says. God doesn't do anything without revealing it to his prophets, right? And so throughout scripture, uh, whether it's here in Job, whether it's in Ezekiel, whether it's in Isaiah, whether it's in the revelation of John, um, at all points, you see God revealing the enemy. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, scripture only has a choice to begat scripture. Like it's, it's it's all it will do is like everybody always says, well, I got this revelation outside the Bible. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're listening to it. If you have a revelation outside of God's word that does not line up with God's word, you're listening to a demon. That's all there is to it. And that's another Correct. topic for another day. But in this context, God, like you said, is revealing Satan. And he's, I mean, think about Isaiah, you know, when he talks about uh, the ascension that he tried to do to make his throne above. Think about Ezekiel when it talks about he was prettier than anything that was ever created, and then think about Revelation when he's showing John all the characteristics of the beast of the sea and all the all the all the stars being drawn out of heaven. You know all the. I mean, this scripture begat scripture, and even later down in this, it, it's going to talk about he he is king over all the children of pride. Yeah. It's interesting language for the year twenty twenty three. I mean it's really interesting of the king of the children of pride. Uh but isn't all sin come from pride? I mean I know Correct. I mean I know we could talk about the pride movement or whatever that goes on that's of the devil, but all sin all sin Correct. is birthed out of pride. Absolutely. And so here we are reading you I said mean, it, the oldest book in the Bible. Well, take it back,
0: take it just Take it back all the way to Genesis. Yes. Where did Satan come from? Mm-hmm. Where did he come from? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't want to talk about this, but he was an angel yeah. in heaven. 100%. That because of pride, yeah. wanted to be worshipped. Yeah. Yeah. Like God was. Yeah. Which is why he got cast out. So, I mean, that's, uh, we complicate the gospel. We complicate the much. word of God way, way too, too much. Way too much. Take it back to just as simple as simple can be.
1: And if you think about it, think here. You want to hear something even crazier? Which that's true. That's not crazy. I don't mean it that way. I, I believe that with all my heart. But when you think about the context of of what you're saying or what we're talking about, here's the wild part. Satan had a throne. I don't know. Don't misunderstand me. It was not. It was not the Lord's throne. Correct. But it was a throne. Yeah. He was, he was the, created he was above a, He was a leader. All. He was what we would consider a leader in heaven. 100%. But he said, remember he said, I'm going to make my throne above God. Essentially, he tried to leave what, I don't know how to say it in English, in human form. He had a throne in a lower heaven that was below God. I mean, Isaiah makes this clear. Ezekiel, Very clear. Genesis, I mean, Revelation. They all, they all, they all yeah. correlate and correlate. And he decides that he's going to go above God. And he causes... Now think about it. He must have been of some type of beauty and some type of persuasion and some type of uh, uh, coercing because he got 30% of created angels who were created to worship God to leave heaven. And then... Uh, I'm sorry, right, not to lead to lead a revolt against correct, heaven. Correct. Correct. But but then they were thrown from thrown. heaven. But then, he shows up in the garden, and Eve's not afraid. I mean, if, I mean, I would think if Satan walked in the door right now, the way the little TV has painted him to me, uh, I, I would be afraid. Sure. Eve wasn't. Mm. She had never seen evil. I mean, this well, is we, we can go so deep on this.
0: Yeah. Something you just said that I've kind of never thought about, but you're right because it it is what allows us to be a part of sin and the pride that that is, is the fact that obviously he had some sort of beauty and persuasion to be able dude. to move people. Well, guess what? The only reason we sw- we sin is because yeah. we see it as something as beauty and persuasion. Well, well Eve thought the tree was good that.
1: to look on before she ever bit. Yeah. Eve said the fruit was good to look at and that's what caught her. Mm. well sin's the same way right yeah. we don't just di- we don't just dive in cannonball off the diving board like you know 30 feet the- most of us dip our toe in yeah. right you know i mean that's just what happens that's why and the then- bible talks about your eyes yeah your first glance right yeah i mean because look let's be honest we all glance you know everyone can be like oh i don't glance you're a liar because you have to have that spirit of god living on the inside of you that says no and then that's why I tell guys in private counseling, the second look is way more dangerous than the first. Correct. We're human. There is going to be something that tempts us on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. But this is what I tell them is like you better be careful because it's one thing to see something and then your your flesh rise up and say yes. And but then the spirit quelches that and says no, right? But if you don't have that. Correct that's where you need, you don't need to be worried that you're tempted. You need to be worried if you don't come against the temptation through the spirit of God. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's where I would be worried. And so, uh, people, people have told me uh, I'm tempted. So it must mean I'm not saved. Like, no, no, that's another conversation for another day, but that's not even close. So 42, so 41, obviously we're going to have to go back at some point and just talk about, maybe we'll put some things together and do a whole series on that. But, uh, you know, guys, all throughout your... This is important we talk about reading your Bible. Reading yeah. your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Because it's all there. Well, it's all there. There's so many things
0: that in 41 that just correlate with so
1: many other parts of Scripture. Mm-hmm.
0: Literally so many other parts of Scripture. Old Testament, New Testament, it doesn't
1: matter. It's all there. It, it's, it's all... Scripture begets Scripture. Yeah. That's just what it is. It's all there. So talk to me about 42... As we're going to kind of try to uh, talk about this last chapter, there's some cool things here. We don't want to miss 42 because, man, this is going to get cool here in just a minute.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, just how 42 opens, talking about how, you know, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, all correlate to the opening of 42. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you go back and you read, it's just that conversation. And then Mm -hmm. the Lord gets his, you know, he's like, hey, like, look at me. Pull your pants up. Mm -hmm. Here's what's important. Here's what I'm going to reveal to you. And then after all of that, Job, you know, I'm vile. I'm going to shut up, cover my mouth, not going to say anything else. And then finally, after all that goes on, he he opens up with 42. And his response is, I know you can do everything. And then no thought, a purpose of yours can be restrained, right? Mm. Or or nothing. You can. It's your choice whether right. what you're going to do, or what right. you're going to withhold, and so uh, I I think uh, that is is what's important here. And he goes on to you know say that. Therefore, I loathe my words. Yeah. Right. Whoa. He he goes on and he he says I in the King James it's I I abhor myself in other words I'm basically mad at myself for what I've spoken. Yes, yeah. Wish I could take it back. Wish I could take it yeah. back. Okay, and repent in the dust and ashes. Mm. And that, and we could talk all day just about that. And the, there's not enough time to talk about the full depth and the meaning of of everything that is, but just to give a little, you know, we're made from the dust of the ground. Yeah. And talking about the ashes of everything that he lost that was burned and not a, not enough to go in to yeah. all of that. Oh, man. But the fact that he, he says, I wish I could take it all back and I repent of the very, basically of the very man that you created me to be. hmm
1: You know what I find interesting in 42, and it's kind of around the same place, is uh, there's, there's kind of... There's several deep things in chapter 42, but one of the things that just draws my attention right away is when this conversation begins or is kind of wrapping up, uh, that you can see the anger of the Lord, if you will, towards Job's friends. Now this this is a way under-talked-about point of Scripture. This should be highlighted in every church in the world at some point, because watch what happens when he says, when he, when his anger comes against Job's friends, why did the anger come right? Well, maybe they said some things wrong. Maybe they, maybe they, uh, misrepresented. Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they said it in a bad attitude. Maybe they should have spoke less, whatever, whatever it was. Right. But think about this. When God challenged them, rebuked them, for lack of a better word. They didn't turn the other direction. Mm. You remember what God said to Cain? Remember when, before he killed Abel, remember he said, sin lays at your door. He said, I'm giving you a chance to turn from your anger. This was after the offerings had been brought. Correct. Remember, uh, Abel brought his, his lamb or sheep or whatever. Cain bought the fruit of the ground that had already been Cursed, you know, and Cain brought a bad offering in the sight of the Lord, and and right then, God saw the displeasure in Cain, and He said, essentially, I'm paraphrasing. He said, "Sin is at your door." Yeah. Well, He's saying the same thing here to these guys. He's yeah. saying, He's saying, "I don't like how you handled that." Correct. Here's your chance to repent and get right. And they, and here, here's the crazy thing: Job doesn't just cast them away, right? Correct. What does he do instead? He turns to them. Now watch this. Does Job, now this, dude, I'm telling you, this got all over me this morning. Does Job have any animals to offer? No. He literally has nothing at this point. He has nothing to offer. But even in their correction, even in them getting uh, chastised, you know, uh, the Lord chastises those he loves. The correction that's coming to these guys right now, what are they doing? They're obeying. They're bringing an offering for their friend Who's got nothing instead of turning away and saying, stinking God and Job was against me, you know, and playing the victim.
0: What's What's crazy is in this, oh man, I don't know if I can put this into words. Um, what's crazy in this to me is that in this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the Lord does chastise them. Mm-hmm. The Lord tells them what to do.
1: Yeah. What's
0: crazy is this, is they were a part of all of this, right? Yeah. From the very beginning to the very end. Mm -hmm. And the Lord literally says unto them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it because I don't want to paraphrase it. He literally says unto them, verse 8, halfway down. Offer up yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And And they're still willing to do it.
0: That's what, that is, I'm just thinking, my brain is processing all the conversations I've had with people and all the things that have, have gone on in people's lives over the years and years and years that I've, that I've, that I've known and just thinking about all this, can you imagine, just think for a minute, could you imagine people sit behind closed doors and talk about other people that are going through things
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: that don't have their own life figured out. Mm. That if the Lord spoke to them and said, hey, I want you to go to the very person that you've talked about for for all these years and they're going to pray for you for you to be blessed.
1: And I'll accept their prayer. And, I, and I'll accept their prayer. For you. For you. <laughs> That's I, wild. I just... That's, yeah. I'm just
0: processing that, yeah. and I and I'm just I'm thinking about situations over the years that have happened, and conversations that I've that I've heard and conversations that mm-hmm. have been part of, and and I would hope, I would hope, hundred percent that we could we could we yeah could be to that place in a yeah. relationship with the Lord that even though <laughs> we've talked about somebody behind their back, mm-hmm. even though. We've said things we shouldn't have, Mm -hmm. and we've done things wrong, that if the Lord asked us to do something, that we could do it. And on the flip side of that, I'm hoping that if we were the person that we're talked about, that if the Lord asked us to pray for somebody, Mm -hmm.
1: we could and we Mm -hmm. would. Well, you look at this. Look at this. You know, we've talked through a lot this morning, much less the last few um, podcasts, and then think about this that verse it's everybody every preacher's favorite verse in the book of Job 42:10 uh, Yeah when he prayed for his friends God turned the captivity of Job yep. right and it, and it says something along those lines he would pray for his friends the Lord gave Job twice twice as, as much, much as he had before as he had before and i mean you can get down to the number of animal you can get down to the um children I found that really interesting because like if you read the numbers here if you read the numbers here you'll see that literally his number of sheep doubled right yeah I mean literally doubled and but if you read on down if you read on down it talks about him he had seven more sons and three more daughters well what did he have what did he have before if you remember all the way back in chapter number one and chapter number two he had seven sons and three daughters And I was reading a commentary this morning. It was really good on this. And it said, uh, you know, everything else was doubled on the earth, but his children were doubled in heaven and in earth. And this just shows you, man, like, think about this for just a minute. Like, like we always wonder, like, what will heaven be like? Well, those, those were still Job's children, you know? And so the blessing of his Mm. children was doubled in a different way than the animals. The animals were only doubled on Earth, right? But the children were doubled on Earth and in heaven, so good. in the spiritual and in the physical. Yeah. And when you, man, I'm just telling you that should help somebody because mm-hmm. we we struggle Absolutely. with that sometimes. And and I I just man, when I read that, I was about to run my office. I was like, whoa, that's so rich because yeah. people think, oh, it's a contradiction because he got doubled. No, 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 the Bible says he got twice as much. Well, he had those children he had been praying for and been making blood sacrifice for way back in chapter one were already with the Lord. Already rejoicing. That's right. And God gave him double. Now, instead of seven sons, he had 14. 14. Instead of three daughters, he has six. six. And it says his daughters... Was better than anybody on earth? <laughs> I mean, I don't say that about the sons. I think that's kind of funny. It's kind of it's kind of I mean, funny. It really yeah.
0: does say no women were found so fair as
1: the daughters of Job. And think about the time in which is, this is not a time. I mean, I don't mean this this way. You guys know my heart. But it this is not a time when there's just a ton recorded about women. You know? Very man-heavy society. But isn't it interesting how... So many people get caught up in the wrong things when you talk about sex, like women and men and all. But here's women again. This is this is a blessing. Like, don't take away uh, the blessing of, of these women. And man, I'm just telling you, it's a this is a wonderful, wonderful book. Let's close it out talking about the death of Job. What does the Bible say there? The very last verse of the book of Job says, so Job died being old and full of days.
0: Yeah. I mean, a little bit before that talks about how many generations he was able to, mm-hmm. how many generations he was able to see of his sons and his daughters and his sons and all that. Yes. And man,
1: it's just full
0: of days.
1: I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, here, here's the, here's the question. If you had to put into words, being old, in that context, sounds like a good thing. And being full of days, yeah. How would you describe to one that that person was full of days? Well, to me, that means uh tons of blessings. That means that means the experience just, of generations. Yeah, I just
0: think I just think of what makes sense in our life when I'm full of food, right? Mm-hmm. That's when. That's how we hear full. Like when yeah. th- we don't hear full in a lot of other yeah. different ways. We, yeah. You know, I'm full, mm-hmm. which means what? You're content. Yeah. It's you're accomplished. happy. Yeah. You're satisfied. Mm-hmm. Your body is yeah, ac- yeah. accomplished. Mm-hmm. You have everything that you desired for that time. Think about that. Mm. So man, when it that's talks good. about fullness yeah. or full. Mm-hmm. Of days mm-hmm. thinking every part of his life, every day that he was on earth, everything that he was a part of, he left happy, mm-hmm. satisfied, mm-hmm. content, mm-hmm. and was ready to receive the blessing for him, The double portion mm-hmm. blessing mm-hmm. in heaven that he mm-hmm. received on earth. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I think it's important. And uh, one thing I want to, I just... I don't think there's any accidents in how scriptures are aligned. No. And you all that have been listening through this, I want you to go read Psalms 1, 1, and 2. Yeah. I think it's important mm-hmm. of how Psalms 1 opens up yeah. following the story of Job. 100%. And we don't have time to get into the details <laughs> of it today. So I want you, some of you to have homework that are listening to this is... There's importance of how Scripture follows. Just go read Psalms 1, the whole chapter yeah. 1. It's only like five verses, six verses maybe. Yeah, and sure. so it's short, but there's emphasis on it following the story of Job. And um, you want to have fullness of days yourself as Job did? Psalms 1, chapter 1, is the recipe for that <laughs> That's success. Right. That's right. So uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Um, to the pastor's porch today. We pray that the series on Job is, has blessed you. We pray that it has challenged you. We pray that it has encouraged you. Um, and we pray that you receive healing in your own life from this as, as we've learned um, some things from Job. And so we love you. We always appreciate uh, your support uh, to to us as just uh, two funny Funny looking, funny talking uh men who just enjoy talking about uh the Lord. And so we'll we'll see you next time on the Pastor's Porch.